Nintendo seems to be exiting the mobile gaming business by shutting down games and services. Plus, Gran Turismo 7 will try to be better. Tonight is March 27th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say even uh, if... Gonna... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. 800 episodes. Where is the time gone? That's right, as showing man. I don't know where it went. Pod Culture says 800 episodes of Hogwash. Hello, everybody, and welcome to, uh, it's actually a normal show, normal edition. No no awards being given out or anything. Uh, normal edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on uh, on on uh, this uh, this very special night that's going to be normal. Uh, thank you so much. We do tape the show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network. No matter what's on TV, for the most part. Uh, so uh, no matter what awards are getting given out uh, or anything like that. Um, so uh, we are there. And so if you're able to join us on Sunday nights, we would love to have you here. Uh, if you can't, I completely understand. We do have a Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. You can interact during the week, suggest stories, uh, maybe give feedback on uh, on things uh, that uh, going on during the week. And I pull from those stories things that maybe we talk about. I don't pull everything, uh, but a lot of stuff I will get inspiration from what people are posting. Uh, Mike Def says, a very special normal night. And, and I will, I'm going to also start off. Uh, saying that it wasn't my plan for this to be a special normal night. And this is why I don't usually uh, tease things that I haven't done yet. Um, because I had actually planned to tonight uh, debut a new intro uh, and kind of change up some things because, you know, 800, it's a nice... Nice round number. That was my plan until about Monday morning. Um, and... Uh, uh, Monday morning, we finally had to make the decision uh, regarding my last surviving cat, and uh, so I have had Pixel, which was my my uh, my Burmese kitty, uh, my entire let's say adult life. Um, uh, she was born in June of two thousand one. Uh, I brought her home about two weeks after nine eleven. Uh, so, you know, September of 2001 and, uh, she made it three months shy of her 21st birthday. Uh, she had, um, she's been, she had been going through stuff for the past couple years. She's had kidney failure for years and stuff. We were given, um, for our honeymoon, which by the way, my aunt, wedding anniversary was Friday. So, you know, both emotions this week. Um, we were actually told right before our honeymoon four years ago, she had about two years left. So she beat that. Um, but, uh, we decided Monday, uh, to actually put her to sleep on, on Tuesday afternoon. So we had one more night with her. 
Uh, and so, uh, you know, I spent one last night with my 20-year-old kitty in my lap and um, basically sat and watched TV until like 5 in the morning on uh, on Monday night. And then um, Tuesday, she was gone. Uh, so that kind of meant that I was not going to actually be able to do anything uh, for special for the show. In fact, the podcast didn't even get posted uh, until about 30 minutes before we went on the air tonight. So I apologize for that. But I couldn't remember if she meowed outside the, the door and I wasn't sure I wanted to hear that because uh, that does get picked up in the mic sometimes. Uh, so I did not do that. And um, so uh, the hardest part for this for me is um, the fact this is the first time in my life that uh, this was the last cat. So um, it is a little bit different when you don't have another cat, which means, or another dog or any kind of pet or animal, because what you do is you take the food bowl and the water bowl and the kitty box and all that stuff and you put them away. Uh, So it has been over 20 years since I haven't had a cat box or a water bowl or a litter box where I'm living because I had another pet vector who made it to 14 years old uh he uh we had to put him to sleep in 2015 got him on the same day um but pixel was still around so there was no like empty spot where the food bowl was there was just one less cat doing it so um yeah so uh i'm doing a lot better now um you know i didn't know how i would be doing tonight but it was on tuesday so i've had a couple days to process it uh we finally got her paw print back which i've got here um for people on the twitch feed so they they made a little paw print uh of her uh did a lot better job in the last vet that had vectors because uh, vector they did one for my other cat in 2015 and you can kind of see it's a paw print but uh i have those uh for the memories and um we're gonna do some kitchen renovations that we've been putting off uh, for a bit, you know, countertops, flooring and stuff. And it's kind of hard to do that when the food bowl is in the kitchen area. So we're going to be doing those. And then um, then I will actually make emotes for the next cats in a couple months when we get to that point. Uh, this is why I didn't feature Pixel all that much on the show when we moved to Twitch. Uh, because we moved to Twitch uh, after I had already been given the prognosis that she wasn't going to be around much longer. Uh, so I didn't want to basically make her kind of a mascot. We have Mr. Smush from Orange Lounge Radio, and that that's awesome. Uh, but I didn't want to make her a mascot because I never knew. Because uh, I didn't know when I did this show last week that I wasn't that she wasn't going to be here this week. So um, yeah, so that's why the show's not any special. The show's not any different. I wanted to spend some time this week to uh to make make some stuff better for the show but uh we'll just have to do it on a non-round number how about that rob robert says i'm glad i got to meet a pixel a couple of times she had an incredible life 20 plus years not many cats get to claim that no it's uh i am proud of myself for making for keeping a a pet alive for 20 years uh most of the time by myself um i lived alone for almost half her life uh, I had a live-in girlfriend for a couple of years when I started this show, actually. Uh, and then my wife has lived here with us for, for about five years. I do want to mention one more other thing. Uh, if you are in this situation yourself, because pets, unfortunately, do not last uh, live as long as we do. I wish they did. 
Um, one of the smartest things I did is I posted about this, especially on Facebook, to to uh, and if you're not on Facebook, that's awesome. You are a much better person than I am. But I posted about this on Facebook on Monday night, which meant I got a lot of the condolences with her sitting in my lap and I'm petting her. So I got a lot of the reaction while she was still here. We knew it was happening. We knew when it was happening. We knew how much time we had left. That actually was one of the best things I did um, because uh, getting the condolences afterwards, that's a little bit more raw. Um, but uh, getting a lot of the condolences while I was still petting her, that actually did uh, a lot to kind of help me get through it. So if you are ever in the same situation, consider doing that. If you are in the situation of, I know it's going to happen tomorrow, you know, but she's still your pet's still there that night, that helped me a lot. All right, let us now shift away from the, the sad stuff and get into video games and disappointing things. How about that? We're going to get into some disappointment rather than sad. How about that? Um, so uh, we talked a lot about Gran Turismo 7 last week. I, have, uh, I, I rented Gran Turismo 7 from Gamefly, and um, I, I, we talked last week about how they did the patch that took it offline. Uh, I did finally play it a little bit more this week, and I finally hit the point where it's like I really, you know, don't feel like progressing any further, which is why I'm glad I rented it. Um, because the thing about Gran Turismo 7 uh, is that, as I said last week, it's really tiered towards gearheads and people who actually understand automobiles. And you spend probably, they want you to spend as much time in the tuning menu as you do actually racing. And they do this by gifting you a car, and then you do these little menu things, which is a really neat system, a menu thing of you do these races to get these other cars, you get all those cars, and that completes the menu. But it gives you a car that's underpowered. And so you can't actually uh, win podium the race with the car they give you. They want you to go in and tune it up so you can beat those cars and then the next race has higher performance cars, so you need to then take one of those cars that you got and do that performance. And in the Forza series, and I, I, I apologize for continually comparing the two, but really I, I've played a lot of the Forza series. In the Forza series, you can go to the community and say, hey, what's the best tuning for this car? And they're the ones that spend all the time in the menus and doing all the aerodynamics and all that stuff. And you can just get their tuning apply it to your car, and go race. And Gran Turismo does not have that. They don't have a, a, a centralized tuning hub that people can put their tunes for the cars online. Uh, it really wants you to do that. So um, I finally got to the point where, A, that got annoying, and B, I don't feel like trying to prove to the game I know how to drive because they do these driver's license tests, and they lock... Uh, the, they've locked the next menu behind like the class A license and I went through the class B and that's fine uh, but I didn't feel like going through the class A stuff so I am kind of glad I rented it from Gamefly because now I can send it back and get something else um, so yeah Questbuster said did not know Forza had that super convenient yeah the fourth and I am talking about Forza Motorsport which is the actual like racing heavy car racing game it has that tuning thing as well as Forza Horizon uh, so they both have it. Um, Forza Horizon obviously is more fresh in their people's minds because it came out more recently. 
Uh, but Forza Motorsport also has that where you can get the tunes from the web if you really need to. Uh, so uh, that way, if you want to race, you can race. Gran Turismo wants you to appreciate how the car works. It is very much about celebrating the automobile. Uh, that's what they have like this museum thing, which the, there's a museum thing. And if you have Gran Turismo 7, go into it. It's really interesting, the museum that they have. And because you go into it, you have to go like there's like a car showcase and you go to uh, an auto manufacturer and you go to museum. And what it does is it puts the major things uh, that happened to that car company over its 100-year lifespan or whatever, juxtaposed with the actual history of the world. And you can actually go through, and it shows, like, all these world events and all these major inventions of the last, like, 150 years. And it's not just car automobile. It's like Apple is founded. Uh, Amazon goes online. Um, you know, uh, this... Uh, this, you know, team won its fourth World Cup. You know, it's like all these events around the world uh, that you can go through and just kind of see, like, the timeline of the world. And then at the bottom, it's like, oh, yeah, and then in this same year, uh, Ford introduced this. So it's it, it, that is really interesting to go through once. And as Sharon Amat says about the tuning, the only community tuning hub for Gran Turismo is Reddit which feels antiquated to have to find the right tunes for every car. It's like the old, you know, create a wrestler thing. You had to go get the actual numbers from game facts, message boards and stuff like that. So it, but it's great for car enthusiasts, but if you're not a car enthusiast, Gran Turismo, it's not really aimed at you. And not every game has to be for everybody. It's the game for, uh, hardcore car enthusiasts that love that stuff. Forza has that, but it allows you to get around it. And Gran Turismo really doesn't want you to get around it. It wants you to appreciate the car more by doing that, as well as with the driver's license thing. It wants you, it forces you to want to actually, like, understand how the automobile works uh, and how to properly control the automobile so you have more of an appreciation for it. But uh, it's going to do better with other things that's going on. So uh, Video Games Chronicle reports that Gran Turismo 7 de uh, developer Polyphony Digital has confirmed it will rebalance the game's in-game currency system in response to ongoing criticism by players. In a new update posted by Kazunori Yamauchi, published on Friday, the Gran Turismo creator apologized for the issues and promised to alleviate them with the upcoming update. In the long term, Yamauchi said that the dev team would add much-needed ability to sell cars for in-game credits. You can't actually do that yet. You have a car, it's yours. You, like, you have it. Quote, I would like to apologize for the frustration and confusion caused last week with our patch updates, which resulted in not only a server outage, but also adjustments to the in-game economy, which were made without a clear explanation to our community, unquote. And then he continues, quote, we know that this is not the Gran Turismo experience you expect, and we will be making a goodwill gesture in the form of a non-paid credit pack of 1 million credits available to those players who may have been affected, unquote. The 1 million credits, which would cost about $15 if bought with microtransactions, will be made available to everyone who owned a digital or physical copy of the game before today. Or if you rented it from Gamefly and played it before today, they don't know that you don't own it. Ha ha. I beat the system. 
Uh, Quote, the patch update previously deployed was intended to rectify an issue with the inconsistent record pay- reward payouts within a part of the World Circuit events, unquote. And then he continues, quote, but to reestablish the intended equilibrium and provide more accurate rewards based on time investment and completion, it was necessary to recalculate the reward system as a whole, unquote. So uh, the game's going to receive a considerable patch at the beginning of April, which will increase the number of events and rebalance the reward system so that later races award much more money. Uh, So such as increasing awards in the events in the latter half of the world circuits by approximately 100% on average. Uh, The adding of high rewards for clearing the circuit experience in all gold, all bronze results. Increasing of rewards in online races, including a total of eight new one-hour endurance race events to missions, which will have higher reward settings, increasing the upper limit of non-paid credits in player uh, walls from 20 million to 100 million credits, and increasing the quantity of used and legend cars on offer at any given time. Uh, So Yamauchi also reiterated, as he had done before, the Polyphony is working on more long-term updates to change the game further as it develops as a live service. Sony's really getting into the live service thing now. Uh, so these changes, which have no date yet, will be uh, include increasing the payout value of limited time rewards as the game develops as a live service. Further World Circuit event additions, the addition of endurance races or to missions, including 24-hour races, the addition of online time trials and awarding of rewards according to the player's difference with the top-ranked time and making it so cars can be sold. Uh, there is like a little, it's not a gotcha mechanic, it plays like a gotcha mechanic, kind of. But it's like you get a little reward ticket, and then there's five things it shows. And, like, the little it, the, the light goes around. Whatever the light stops on, it gives you. Which, uh, every single time I've gotten one of those, it is always, always picked the lowest amount of credits. It'll, like, have, like, a small stack of coins. It'll then have another one that's a big stack of coins. There's five things, a big stack of coins. Then you might see a gold bar, and then you'll see, like, a car part, and then you'll see a car. And every single time it goes around, goes around, goes around, and then it, like, it stops on, like, the very cheapest thing. So it's like, yay, you completed this thing. Here's your reward. You get 200 credits. Congratulations. E3VL always gets the second worst option. Well, you you are doing amazing with the second worst option because I always get the worst option. It gives me like the 100 credits every single time. I'm 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 not having fun with Gran Turismo 7 anymore and I think it's going to go back and I'm going to be renting something else uh from Gamefly. I think I am I think I am done. I got my 1 million credits and I'm like I don't want to spend it because nothing I want to spend it on is 1 million credits. It's 3 million or 4 million. Um Podculture says the Force of Super Spins sometimes get gives good stuff. There are also more of those. Um and so yes, I have gotten some good stuff from the the spins on on Forza. This one, it really is like every single time. It's like, here, you get 100 credits. Enjoy. SJ, when a Matt says, you're selling games at GameStop trade-in price sliding scale. Yeah, I hope they don't do that. But they want this to be a live service, and so they're going to make a live service, and we're going to see how that works out for them. Let's talk about Nintendo a little bit. Um... I did play a little more of the Mario Kart 8 tracks. Uh, I have actually learned that a lot of people don't like them. So if you listened to my podcast last week and you were very angry at the fact that I didn't mind them all that much, uh, you can feel rest assured that I am in the minority on that. A lot of people don't like them. A lot of people don't like the graphics textures. But we're not talking about them. 
Uh, I will mention, though, the, the error in our ways. Ninja Hideaway absolutely is a Mario Kart Tour track. It absolutely is in Mario Kart Tour. It was added last year. The, it was very late. Uh, they just, for whatever reason, don't label it as a Mario Kart Tour track in game, but it absolutely is in Mario Kart Tour. Anyway, E3VL says, I'm waiting for all of them to release to see if I want to buy. Well, you'll wait, you'll find out in 2023 then, because uh, that's how long it's going to be. Um, I personally felt the 25 bucks for 48 tracks was fine. I thought that was a fair price for it, because I think there's only 48 tracks in the base game that was $50 that I also bought twice, so... Uh, but I understand that people would rather have Mario Kart 9 than just have tracks in in Mario Kart 8. But we're not talking about Mario Kart. We're talking about another mobile game. How about Nintendo's first mobile game, which apparently was actually pretty good. I never played it, uh, but now I kind of wish I did. But it's too late now, huh? Polygon reports that the main campaign of Dragalia Lost will conclude this summer, uh, launching in July of 2022. Uh, so once part two of chapter 26 releases this summer, Nintendo says service for the game itself will come to a close at an unspecified date. The final set of new content will release later this month on March 31st, and then there will be no further updates aside from the main campaign. Uh, the, uh, a news post says, quote, the Dragalia Lost team would like to thank each and every one of our players past and present for your love and support of Dragalia Lost since its launch. It is our sincere hope that you have enjoyed your experience with the game from the moment you started playing it, and we will strive to ensure that you continue to do so long, uh, for as long as time allows, unquote. Uh, Dragalia Lost is Nintendo's first original mobile game, which released in 2018. It is a fantasy RPG where players assume the role of a hero known as the Dragonblood Prince, who guards his kingdom with a dragon. The game uses touchscreen controls, and the characters can sometimes turn into dragons with special attacks. So... Uh, I actually heard a lot of good things about it from some, some people who were very pleasantly surprised with it. Um, but uh, And I guess I can still play it because, like, July is going to be when they start the last campaign. So I could get into it, but uh, I'm trying to wonder, do I want to? Because then, you know, once it's shut down, it's shut down. And Questbuster says, I know someone that has played Dragalia Lost since it's launched and has a good stable of characters. They really enjoyed it, especially because it was very generous with its events and rewards. That might have been where Nintendo went wrong, that they were generous with the rewards. You didn't have to spend the money. Uh, Mike Def says, I, I never got to play Dragalia Lost because they didn't launch it in Mexico for some reason. He wanted to try it out since it was actually uh, looked good. Um, hopefully it does not get totally lost and becomes a console experience. I would like to see that. Uh, I know a lot of people that are part of it really like the characters and really like the backstory, so they don't want to see this franchise go away. Um, since Dragalia Lost is not a Smash Brothers character, who knows? But then again, uh, you know, Lucas is a Smash Brothers character, and we still don't have Mother 3. Um, but... Uh, Remember, we were kind of, you know, iffy on Nintendo going into the mobile space because, and the reason Nintendo even went into the mobile space in the first place is because investors said this is where it's at. And they got a lot of pushback from investors for only concentrating on the Switch because, remember, the Wii U didn't do too well. And they said, instead of making a new console, Nintendo, you should make games for mobile. Remember, we talked about this a lot, a couple, you know, when they were all talking about it, that there were investors really calling for Nintendo to abandon consoles and bring Mario and those games to your smartphone. And Nintendo finally kind of did it kicking and screaming with Super Mario Run. Uh, but Dragalia Lost was their first 
original title to see if this is something that they could do. And uh, E3 VL says there was a lot of pushback from gamers. What's interesting is that money-wise, Dragalia Lost didn't do that bad. Super Mario Run didn't do that bad. Mario Kart Tour didn't really do that bad. It's just not Breath of the Wild sales. Um, so it's not like they failed, and gamers didn't really push back. Because one of the things that we've I, I've I've noticed is people are like, well, you know, they're doing these live service games, and you know, don't they realize none of us want it? Uh, the the fact of the matter is, uh, gamers have spoken, and yeah, yeah, they kind of do. I don't have it on my show roll, but GTA Plus, Grand Theft Auto Plus, which is their a subscription service for GTA Online, which is getting a next gen release on the 29th. Um, people are like, nobody wants this. And yet, then you turn around and notice that GTA Online made like millions and millions and millions of dollars for Rockstar. So uh, the market has spoken. Like, if you like the free market, yeah. Uh, the market has spoken. Gamers do want mobile games, and they're willing to spend a lot of money to do it. Uh, so there, you can say there's pushback from gamers, but gamers have pretty much spoken and said, yes, this, this is what we want. Um, and, and same thing with like sequels and remakes and stuff. Yeah, people have said, yes, we want sequels. We want remakes. We don't want something new. A lot of people do, but not the majority, not what, not not the big market folks. Uh, S. Jordan Matt says, investors wanted Nintendo to make the next Angry Birds, and that's not what they got. Uh, I mean, it's... Nintendo wasn't going to remake Angry Birds. Uh, they were going to try to make their own stuff, because Nintendo walks to the beat of their own drummer, and that's where Super Mario Run came from, and Mario Kart Tour, uh, and Animal Crossing, and, and, and stuff like that, and uh, you know, it, it didn't work out in the sense of the switch, uh, making gangbusters. And I honestly think that if the switch didn't do as well as it did, uh, that, uh, that we would still be seeing more, more mobile games. But now that Nintendo says, no, we can still have a console market and we don't need to worry about mobile phones. Uh, I think that's why you're going to see them start scaling back their mobile phone involvement. Fifth Dream says, we need to stop using gamer as a broad term for everyone who plays games. It's like moviegoer. Well, that covers a lot of different types of people. I know people who don't go to movies, so, you know, it doesn't encompass everybody. Uh, so another thing that they're shutting down, which actually some people say this is a good thing, uh, is re regarding Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. So this is the other mobile game. This is the Animal Crossing game. Uh, that we got instead of a Wii U version of Animal Crossing. Uh, and Go Nintendo reports that starting sometime in June of 2022, there's that month again, the Pocket Camp Club Furniture and Fashion Plans item warehouse will be opened up to all players for free. Furthermore, if you are currently subscribed to the Pocket Camp Club Furniture and Fashion Plan, Say that 10 times fast. Or if previously been subscribed to it, you will receive leaf tickets corresponding to the duration of your subscription. Uh, Nintendo said they were making this change to the item warehouse because they believe it is important to continue providing an experience in which players can collect many different types of uh, pieces of furniture. Now, the article that I read from actually didn't explain really what it was, but it was, uh, and, and I, I didn't play Pocket Camp at this point. I played it on very early in the beginning. Uh, but this was a subscription service that got you more items and got you more furniture, but you paid into it. 
uh, and and it was a service, and they're going to basically make that a free service. Uh, and I think this is another way that Nintendo's maybe stepping back from the live service element of their mobile free to play titles. Um, so I think that's th- this is very telling that these two stories happening in the same week and also shutting down at around the same time this summer means that I think Nintendo's finally gotten the investors who admit, okay. We don't need to worry about mobile phones. We don't need to worry about iPhone and Android. We can worry about the Switch. And the Switch is our mobile device, and we can concentrate on the Switch. Um, and Matt says, Pokemon Go did well, but that was more Niantic than Nintendo. Remember, the Pokemon company is not just Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo only owns like a third of the Pokemon company, I believe. Um, so, like, that's not even fully Nintendo which is why when Pokemon Go came out and Nintendo's stock price rose, Nintendo had to come out and say, uh, you know, we we don't have anything to do with Pokemon Go. Like, that's that's not us. That's a company we own, and we're getting, you know, and that company has the Pokemon license. Like, I don't even think Nintendo owns the Pokemon license. I am not positive on that, but I'm pretty sure the Pokemon company owns all that, and Nintendo owns a portion of the Pokemon company. But I don't think Nintendo has any of the Pokemon trademarks with Nintendo, the company. So uh, Pokemon Go is a different beast than anything Nintendo tried to do with Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour and and Super Mario Run and Pocket Camp and uh, the Me title, which is not Miitopia because that's a that's a 3DS and then a Switch game. Uh, but there was that me, you use me's to talk to each other on mobile. There was that. Um, so uh, th- that is different from the Pokemon Go. And it looks like they're going to be stepping back from that. Uh, that they're going to be stepping away from the mobile space, which I am I am personally okay with because then they can contribute more uh, resources to making Switch games. But uh, from what I've heard about Dragalia Lost, that is actually a really good title uh, it was a really great game on mobile, and I would love to see them do something with that franchise and and make those uh, make the people who do love the Dragalia Lost franchise. I hope that they make them happy by letting them continue the story or making a new story with those characters in that world uh, for the Nintendo Switch. So we are going to take a quick music break, and then uh, if you want to jump into the green room, uh, the vo- uh, for to do a voice chat here with me. Uh, go to our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Hop into the Green Room voice chat channel. That way I will see you. I will then pull you into a different room, uh, and then we can chat about anything going on in the gaming industry because there's several things I didn't talk about that was not in the show role, uh, and uh, you know we can talk about those, or I will just vamp. Uh, but also, maybe if you want, if you hop into the Green Room, last week I did this with Rob. I have this video game quiz card deck, and I can ask you a question or two, and we can see... How much of a gamer are you? Because we're using that term more and more now just to upset Fifth Dream. Please don't leave Fifth Dream. Anyway, we're going to take a quick music break, and uh, then we'll be back to talk about... uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about something. You're participating with The Bobby Blackwell Show here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. This is Crystal 1724, welcoming me back to the Bobby Blackwell Show, the only place that consistently and effectively owns me every time I call in. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was the first bumper ever played 
here on the show. That was the bumper from episode number one of the Bobby Blackwell Show on July 24th, 2005. So uh, every once in a while, I pulled that bumper back out and uh, and uh, uh, play it. I used to also play the first chat read, which I don't do anymore. Uh, but you can all like if I played the chat read uh, from the first show, uh, you actually hear some names that are still around. That's like the best part of it. But uh, but yeah, so uh, Chris Phil, uh, he was part of the all games community and back then. Uh, I know he's doing well. I haven't spoken to him in a long time, but I know he's like married, got some kids, uh, stuff. So um, so yeah, he worked in uh in like uh, sports television production as well. So um, so yeah. Uh, so I still see stuff from him every once in a while. I still follow him on Twitter, uh, and he posts a little bit. But I know he's got, like, kids and stuff, and he's he's a family man now. Um, so I don't know what he's doing. But uh, that was the first bumper ever back before I was 29. Yeah. So uh, let me look at the green room and see, what's, uh, see who's in there, because I do believe we have somebody in there. Uh, and, uh, we do check this out. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and hop in the green room and see who wants to call in. Uh, so Bobby Black will show you are on the air. Who is this? Hey, this is Mike Deft. Mike Deft. What's going on, man? Well, I want to talk about, since we're talking about racing games, I want to talk about Chocobo GP. Okay. And, uh, we we had the Mario Kart DLC, and we mm-hmm. know that Mario Kart is probably the most dominating kart kart racing game mm-hmm. in the in since ever mm-hmm. probably. But Chocobo GP is not that bad of a game. And you're talking about like the actual like racing part of the game. So let, yeah. let's let's concentrate on the actual racing part, and then we'll get to the other stuff. So you you didn't think it was that bad. No, it's actually really good. It's, it, it basically works the same as as Mario Kart in mm-hmm. a lot of senses. The power-ups, the drifting, mm-hmm. uh, the tracks are pretty good, too. The game itself, it's almost as fun as Mario Kart. It's, like, mm-hmm. really, really fun. I enjoyed playing the, the Battle Royale thing they have, uh, mm-hmm. at least for the light version. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the tracks themselves, again, the characters... They're all really. The game looks good. Also, mm-hmm. it's like it's so disappointing that Square Enix botched this release so mm-hmm. so much, and I'm I'm actually like almost mad about it because uh, I love Chocobo Racing on the PlayStation One. Yeah. I I still have my disc well, one mm-hmm. uh, here in my room, but <laughs> but it's a game I, I really enjoyed back in the day, mm-hmm. and it's like one of my favorite games. Yeah, and seeing Chocobo GP announced, and the, oh my god, it's 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 the uh, it's coming again. It's it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. And then seeing how they managed to do the 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 paid version to even like pay even more, and it's a it's a forty fifty dollar game. I I don't remember. Uh huh. But it's 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 already expensive as it is, and yeah. then having to pay more. For stuff like the battle pass, uh, for costumes, everything basically, and and you can earn some of the of the currency in the game, but it's still like it's the, the game wants you to grind for it, and it's mm-hmm. it's not that that's not fun. 
basically. And, and it wants you to grind for it online because I, if I remember yeah. correctly, doing the offline stuff, you don't get that much. Yeah, basically, you don't get that much uh, from what I've heard to. Mm -hmm. So you have to be playing the Battle Royale, be playing online, basically. And the, the online is, is good. It's like, it's not bad, but I don't want to play only online. I want to mm -hmm. play with friends. I want to play yeah. by myself. I want to enjoy, enjoy the story mode, Yeah, uh, which is okay. Um, but it's not, it's not something that I want to be doing like every single day and having to do like daily missions and then having to do the battle pass stuff. It's yeah. like, it, it's 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 overwhelming in some senses, but again, what I would have preferred they would have done is follow the Fall Guys basically model they they have. You pay for the game, and you get the battle pass included with the game. Mm -hmm. Basically, there's no obviously there's no free version of, of Fall Guys right. at, at least if, unless you had uh, PlayStation Plus back yeah. in the day. But you get the battle pass. You get. The costumes, you get the colors, you get everything with in-game currency only. Mm -hmm. You don't. You can buy uh, in Fall Guys. You can buy the the coins. Yeah. But you get so many coins in, in the end that you do, you don't need to buy. Mm -hmm. And and the battle pass works really well, and you can level up just by playing at least like uh, one or two uh, games a day. Even not not even daily. It's like you just enter regularly at least once a week and you can be fine mm -hmm. um and in this case it, it feels like so overwhelming again and it it, it seems like oh my god i i, I don't want to pay the 40 50 or 60 dollars it costs i'd rather wait for a sale yeah may, and maybe like half price and i and i will still think it it's like i maybe get it i i don't know but the uh, the game itself, and again, that's the disappointing part. The game itself is so fun. It's like yeah. I enjoyed myself so so much that I, I that's it was, it's like I don't need Mario Kart. I can be playing Chocobo GP. Right. But if the light version, where that okay, you can buy the battle pass, you can buy the cosmetics with real money, and you get everything with the paid version. It would have been fantastic. I would have been right. okay. That's really good. But in this yeah. case, it's like. No, I don't want to pay for this. The it, game is good. It, it's and all stuff, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like what probably happened is that they initially made it, and when they initially designed and initially worked on it, it was supposed to be just a standard fifty or sixty dollar game. Uh, and then somewhere along the line, they were like, "You see that Genshin Impact? We can do that. We have Final Fantasy, and people will do that for Final Fantasy." And so they locked all the fan service behind the Genshin Impact model. But they still needed the money up front, and so like it was intended, and that's why the game is probably so good because when they were working on the majority of the game, they were looking at making it a good game, and then it came in and like, okay, it needs to be a cash grab, which doesn't necessarily mean it's supposed it needs to be a good game. They need to rely on the FOMO, the, which is F O M O, fear of missing out, uh, and on that aspect of. I got to get this character and I got to get it now. Let me just pay money to get that character. And that is what in, in games like this, that's what's front of your mind. Not necessarily. Is this a good game in the back? And this one had a good game that pivoted to the, I need cash model. And that makes it all suffer. And I kind of agree with you. I enjoyed playing the online game because I, I would, I did a couple of the, of the battle Royale mode. 
uh, and I enjoyed it, but I didn't know if I enjoyed it microtransaction much. And I would have loved to see more of the Final Fantasy fan service because that's what I like about Mario Kart is it's Mario and then Nintendo fan service. And having Final Fantasy fan service, I would have been all over it just like I was the original, uh, but uh, not not at this price. And people speak with their wallets. The market speaks. That's why we're getting GTA+. Plus. That's why we're getting more live service games. People are speaking with their wallets, so I'm not going to let my wallet add to the voice. Yeah, me too. It's like I already I already participate in so many free-to-play games, mm-hmm. especially in the Pokemon side. So adding this one, it's like, no. And, and, and even then, it's like, oh, wait, okay, it's it's free-to-play. I can pay if I want to. It's like, it's an option. But no, here, you're obligated to do so. Yeah. So that's the worst part. Yeah, that's even you, worse. You can't even, you can't spend your credits unless you pay for it. Yeah, like I can accrue again, credits. That's the worst part. I have credits. I can buy things. They're just like, no, 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 no. The shop's closed. You you have to pay money to to do that. So yeah, it's, uh, again, I I don't know what Square Enix was thinking about when releasing this game. You already explained it. They and were, it's, and, and it's, pro- it's probably valid, but it's it's still like so baffling that they have that really good concept. It's a really fun game. It's like, again, if you haven't, if anyone in chat or anyone listening hasn't tried the demo or the, or the light version, go try it. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's like yeah. actually good. But again, if if you think it's the, the microtransactions, the pain for the game and having to unlock with more mm-hmm. currency, it's okay for you, then you're going to enjoy the game, I think. But yeah. for me, it's like, no, I, I would have preferred this being like two versions and one version being like, okay, pay to unlock yeah, and the pay full full price up front for unlocking everything. It, it would have been, again, perfect that way. And I would have been yeah. fine. But this with this, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I, again, I was so excited for the game. So, again, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm, I love Chocobo. You, mm-hmm. you already know. Yep. So having this be the final product is is so disappointing. It's yeah. so freaking disappointing. And some Zen Monkey Eleven says people are buying that crap because they don't feel like they have a choice. They have two options: play it or not play it. Most will pick yeah. play it. Uh, and yeah, that's that's a, that's the bad part. Yeah, and and with this, um, because of the way it's done, I mean, here's another thing that the the developers love: uh, you can't pirate this game. Like you, it needs a connection to their server or it's not going to work. And unless you are really good at completely modifying the game code to remove that uh, or mock the server or something like that, which takes time to try to figure out, you know, to intercept and, and point the server somewhere else. I mean, it's possible, but it's not going to happen this week or this month. It takes a while for that. Uh, so that's probably another thing that's very appealing to this model is that you can't pirate this game easily. So, yeah. <laughs> now, you did say in chat, you were like, I wanted to talk about Choc- Chocobo GP, but I also want to get quizzed. But we can do both. Do you want me to quiz you? Sure thing. Let's, you, yeah, go you, ahead. you mentioned this in chat that you want to be quizzed. I, I'm going to pick. I'm going to go to the center of the deck here. Let's see here. Um, Let's see. Wow. Those are too easy. I don't want to do that to that. Meanwhile, uh, you can see my Chocobo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Just finalizing on, on, on the Chocobo GP theme. Yeah. Do you think I can write the check about Square Enix? No, I don't think I can. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh, you get the reference. 
I cook it for you. <laughs> uh, beginning in 1995, which video game series developed by Team 17 features opposing teams of Annelids attempting to eliminate each other? Worms. There you go. That's very good. Hang on. Yeah. There we go. I, I was I, I almost confused it, the the developer with another, mm-hmm. but yeah, the description that's like no, it fits like it's it's worms. <laughs> so yeah, worms. Which okay from which character does Cloud Strife inherit the Buster Sword in Final Fantasy VII? Uh, I don't remember the last name, but it's Sack. That is very good. Sack Fair, correct, correct, Zach correct. Fair, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's do one, one, another one here. Let's see here. Um, oh yeah. Okay, we'll do two more because this one's a gimme. You're gonna love this one. In what year was Pokemon okay. Go re- uh, released? Oh, that's that's a tough one. M- maybe it was July 2016. <laughs> it actually only wanted the year. It didn't want the month. Um, so I can give you the exact date. Even. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. These are actually kind of easy. Um. Okay, so which 1996 rail shooter pits the player against the zombified creations of Dr. Curian? Can you repeat the, the first part? Which 1996 rail shooter pits the player against the zombified creations of Dr. Curian? Um, that's a tough one. House of the Dead? That is correct. Correct, correct. Wow. <laughs> So yes, you are a video game master. Woo. I skipped over like a lot of like really super ones. <laughs> like when was Yoshi first? You know, like yeah, we know. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for calling in and sharing that. I kind of I felt kind of the same way. Chocobo GP was a great game underneath that got ruined by by uh, the bean counters at Square Enix. So, uh, so bad, but oh well, it, it is what it is. All right. Always appreciate hearing from you. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that call on there. Um, SGR Matt says, yeah, these are legit questions. We got also got to realize if you were watching, I was skipping over like five or six cards for this. Cause like one of them was uh, like, what, what is the first zone called in the 1991 game Sonic the Hedgehog? We, we all know that one. We don't need, what color was the original Game Boy that was released in 1989? That was, that was an easy one. Which developer released Frogger in 1981? We all know that. It was Konami. So I was, I was being kind of selective on that. This, this little deck of cards here is going to be the gift that keeps on giving that my wife got at a, at a drugstore two weeks ago. Uh, I think that's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. All right. Uh, coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash Vogue Network is Orange Lounge Radio. Uh, and, uh, so it's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I, I do. Uh, and we like to check in with them and see what is going on. Uh, Sacramento, are you there? Hi, I'm here. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Um, for those that were here live last week, we all know what happened. Uh, I unfortunately I haven't been listening to Bobby much tonight because I've been testing with my pals uh, for the last 20 minutes. And guess what? Everything works completely normal. I'm proud to report. Yay! Awesome. Didn't, didn't, didn't have to change anything. Yeah, okay. Uh, it just was a weird thing from last week. So right. whatever. Well, that's that's good to know. Um, good to know. So good to know. Good to hear all that stuff. So uh, congratulations on that. 
Uh, so the the main thing that we talked about, and this is what I was going to ask you about, and I know you weren't hearing what I was saying, but uh, I covered two stories about Nintendo and mobile games, that Dragalia Lost is mm, getting shut mm. down uh, yeah. this summer, as well as they're discontinuing one of the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp subscriptions. And what I'm thinking is that Nintendo has finally gotten to the point where they're like, okay, investors, mobile gaming's not where it's at for us. We're going to gracefully exit. Is that kind of what you were thinking when you maybe read those stories earlier this week? Yeah, I was a little bit shocked about the Dragalia Lost. I thought that game had been doing okay um, and was actually one of their like better, you know, grossing games. Um, and certainly, you know, Animal Crossing, a lot of people still were turning to during the pandemic, especially in cases where maybe you couldn't actually get um, a, uh, a Switch. Switch to play the game on. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's a little bit surprising that they're exiting like this, but also at the same time, maybe not just because the Switch is doing so well. Um, and Mario Kart 8 continues to be one of the best-selling Switch games. Mario Kart Tour? Crickets, you know? Mm -hmm. I think the problem is it's a lot of the same reason why people go, why doesn't Nintendo just develop games for the PlayStation 5? Mm -hmm. It's not what Nintendo does. It's not what Nintendo's in-house team does. They design games for Nintendo products. And if you want to know what a PlayStation 5 game would look like, just take a look at some of these mobile products. For whatever reason, Nintendo really feels like they have to develop for, like, the system that it is. And what I mean is, you know, when you see Nintendo developing games for the Switch, there's very Switch-like type of things in there, such as, you know, whether it's the sensors or the, the Joy-Cons or the, the fact that you have that touchscreen or one of those. You see Nintendo kind of use those features. Nintendo tried to do that with a mobile phone, with things like Super Mario Run, and really trying to develop for that screen and that... But they weren't able to deliver the same experience because it wasn't something Nintendo created. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Mario Kart Tour was not Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. Super Mario Run was not Mario Brothers. Right. And although some would disagree with me, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is not Animal Crossing. No, it's not. And that that's why... I think the only successful Nintendo game on mobile, as far as I'm concerned, was that Dragalia Lost because it was it was something new. It was something different. It wasn't Nintendo trying to say, hey, it's this experience over on this platform. Well, there's it also Fi Fire Emblem Heroes is what people are bringing up in chat, and they're saying that's actually their most successful release is Fire Emblem Heroes. Okay, so maybe there's one, mm -hmm. but I think I gave you other examples yes. where maybe the lightning didn't hit the same way. Yeah. So I just I think it's interesting that both of those like they're not so they're not killing Pocket Camp, they're getting rid of the monthly subscription service. Uh but they're doing that at the same time as the end of the Dragalia Lost main campaign and then they're going to shut down Dragalia Lost. Mm. Uh so I haven't played it, but I like I said, I have heard people talk all about it and stuff, but I'm like, do I want to get into it now? Because I think there's like 26 seasons of content. <sighs> and so it's kind of like jumping in now with all these new systems and all these new characters. And I don't know how easy that's going to be at this point. Yeah, I played a little bit in the beginning, and it, it it really wasn't bad, but I just, you know, with all the other mobile games that I play, you know, mm -hmm. I'm completely on the Niantic train. It was just hard for me to right. really invest the time in Dragalia Lost, to be honest, but um, I have friends that are obsessed with it, so, and the news was not received well, <laughs> yeah. say that. So, it is what it is. I am surprised, I'll just quickly say, I am surprised 
that Nintendo hasn't tried to take Dragalia Lost and put it on the Switch. And I'm surprised that Nintendo hasn't tried to say, why don't we take some of this mobile approach when we develop for the Switch? I don't know if a lot of people really want to see them do that because I'm talking about things like more of the microtransactions and those type of based games. I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen more of that from Nintendo. But we have seen it from Square Enix with Chocobo GP, yeah. and we all see how that one's going. So, uh, yeah. And we have seen it from the Pokemon company because there's yes. Pokemon Cafe. And there yes. were some other of those that were mobile titles and Switch titles. But once again, mm-hmm. Pokemon Company, it's owned, like partially owned by Nintendo. Nintendo was a partner and investor in it, but that is not Nintendo. Right. Right. So what, what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Lounge Radio tonight? Uh, well, we'll talk a little bit about Pokemon Go. I think mm-hmm. ActF might have touched on some of it when he was calling in, but um, we'll talk a little bit about the changes there. But some exciting things to look forward to as well. We're going to talk about the next game in the Witcher series is mm-hmm. uh, on its way. And after the success of the Netflix series, um, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's going to be great. Um, and, Bobby, I can't believe this did not come up on your show. Uh, I didn't see it in the bar anyway. This is like Bobby's two big things. Well, one-ish. So, Sierra is coming back with a VR game. Yeah, and it's, it's a reinterpret. I know you were more of a, a Luke. What, no, were you House of Sierra? House no, of I, I was House of Sierra, but the problem okay. is it's on Oculus Quest. That's why I haven't looked at it yet. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. But it's 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 Roberta Williams and, and, and Ken, Ken coming yeah. back, mm-hmm. coming back to make a game, which is a really big deal. Um, yeah. The pandemic has been an interesting time. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but I, yeah. I'm sure you have thoughts and feelings yes. as well. Well, I, and I covered them because he announced he was working on a game a couple months ago. Yes, yes. It, this so now we know was, what it is. This yeah. week he actually and he even said it was a VR title and that it was for the Oculus Quest. I didn't we didn't know what it was until this week and that's why I didn't bring it up yet. So but yeah, it, it's a Quest title, but but they keep saying Meta keeps saying and I'm you know, I'm I'm going to use the right names because I want to manifest this to be true. So if I'm nice, maybe it will. Meta said <laughs> they are going to make it so you no longer need a Facebook account to use a Quest 2. Even, But right now, you still need one to set up initially, and then you can unlink. I'm waiting for them to completely unlink even for setup, and then maybe I will get a Quest 2. So, not I don't trust Zuckerberg as far as I can throw him, I don't and that's not either, far for the record. I, I don't either, but I kind of work in the VR space, so I need to kind of get a Quest eventually because it is the, it is the top device. And so I'm missing out on a lot by not having a quest because a I lot know. of places I... are abandoning PC VR. I saw the setup at Target last night for the Oculus Quest and I just let out the deepest sigh. Yeah. Congrats on 800 episodes. Thank you so much. No sigh needed for the 800 and let's let's hope no. there's 800 more. All right, let's hope. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh that is uh it for episode 800. Of the Bobby Blackwell Show or in the Voice Geeks Network, twitch.tv slash vlog network. Join us next week uh, when another awards show about people singing is going to be going on, and we're not going to watch that either. Uh, that's when we will we'll be here, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vlog network. Uh, join us and interact with the show directly. Um, I can find me on Twitter at Bobby Blackwolf. Uh, that is where I post during the week or on our Discord server, vlognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, and uh, you can interact with us during the week. 
if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. Uh, but we would not be able to make this live show work without the help of the chatters. They go above and beyond. You being here is just fine. Uh, I really appreciate it. That is that is really all that we really ask for and for you to tell a friend if you like it uh, and tell an enemy if you hate it. But uh, the pe- there are people that go above and beyond. Uh, so thank you so much to uh, SJ Runner Matt, who cheered uh, 800 bits, uh, one bit for each episode that this show has been on the air. So thank you so much for that uh, and then for, for supporting us for as long. If this is your first show or your 800th show, Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to get sappy. So if I uh, don't hit this button, now now I only can be sappy for 10 more seconds. So uh, thank you so much for being here. And uh, I will see you all next week. Take care of yourself. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.